Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Last Sunday in the second reading, we heard Jesus tell St. Paul that in spite of his weaknesses, his struggles, his difficulties, that the grace of God was sufficient for him. Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. And in today's second reading, we hear St. Paul tell us that God chose us in Christ from the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. Stop and think about that for a second. God chose you from before the foundation of the world. From all eternity, God chose you for what? To be holy and without blemish before him. My friends, this is the reason we exist. This is our purpose. This is why we're here. This is the only thing that can give meaning to our life. This is the one thing more than anything else that we should all be striving for. This is why God created us. It's his will for us from all eternity for you personally to be holy and without blemish before him. Too often as Catholics, we, we look at the saints and we say, ah, oh, that's amazing. I wish I, could, I wish I could be like them, but that's not for me. Wrong. That is for every single one of us. That is why God created you, to be a saint. And we think to ourselves, well, I mean, what they did was amazing. I could never do that. That's the point. Yeah, you can't do it. And it wasn't them who did it either. It was God who did it in them and through them. And it is God who will do it in you and through you. Because we, it doesn't depend upon our intelligence or our talent or how capable we are or how good we are, what we've done or not done. Because it doesn't depend upon us. Holiness is of God and from God. And the only thing that we need to be holy is His grace. And His grace is sufficient for us. It is all-powerful and able to do all things. The only obstacle to us being saints is whether or not we're willing, whether or not we want it. Because God gives us everything that we need in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our faults and our brokenness, and in spite of what we feel we're able to do or not do. God gives us everything that we need in His grace to be holy and without blemish before Him. The only thing we have to do is want it and will it and respond to what He's offering us. Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't settle for going through the motions. Don't check off Sunday Mass and say, okay, I'm good for the week great that you're here. I'm very glad that you're here. But that's not enough. Don't settle for the bare minimum. God did not create us for mediocrity. He created us for holiness and for excellence. 
And his grace is sufficient to bring that about in every single one of us, regardless of who we are, where we've been, where we're at, what, we're, what we've done. It does not matter. As long as we're willing to respond, God will do the rest. And the way in which God is calling each one of us to be holy, one of the ways in which we live that out is through our creation, through our vocation, as men and as women, as embracing an authentic and a godly masculinity and femininity. And I'd like to touch upon that briefly this morning. Ladies, if you'll permit me, I'd like to speak to the men for just a few minutes, but don't worry, I won't forget about you. Men, we need to step up. As Christian men, we need to rise up in a society that, to all intents and purposes, is pagan. There is a crisis today in our culture of authentic masculinity. Our culture is very confused about what it means to be a man and puts off all of these false images. You see it in the media, you see it in Hollywood, you see it all around us. The single greatest contributing factor to poverty and crime in this country, just to take an example, is fatherless homes. It's the single greatest determining factor of poverty and crime. Too many men have abandoned their responsibilities to their wives and their children. Too many men are addicted to alcohol, pornography, gambling, video games. Too many men value sports more than they do God and their family. There is a crisis in our society of men. And the only thing that's going to fix it is if we as Christian men stand up and provide an example and a witness of what it truly means to be an authentic man of God. We need men who are willing to stand up for what is right, regardless of the consequences. Men who will speak the truth, even when it's politically incorrect, it might get you in trouble. We need men who know how to sacrifice and serve and work to provide and protect. We need men of faith who aren't ashamed to speak about God, to give public witness to their faith. We need men of prayer. We need men who are incredibly strong and yet don't use that strength to dominate or take advantage, but to serve. Because the authentic model for every man is Christ. And all of us fall short. And all of us are called to do better than we currently are, to be better than we currently are. It's a tall challenge. How are we supposed to do it? Together. No man can stand alone in today's culture. We're not called to stand alone. We're called to unite as brothers in Christ. The book of Proverbs says that as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We're called to form a brotherhood, a fraternity in Christ to encourage and support and challenge one another to do more, to be better. 
And I want to today invite you and challenge you to a specific way in which we can all do this. In four weeks, the diocese is hosting a conference for men in which hundreds of men from across the diocese will come together for a day of prayer and reflection, fellowship, speakers, mass, confession, adoration. And I want every single one of you to go. And if you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to do that. I don't, you know, I've never done that before. I don't, might not like it, might not enjoy it. Stop. It's not about you. It's not about whether or not you're going to like it. Be better than that. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for God. Do it to honor Him, to glorify Him. Do it for your family. To be a better husband and father a better friend. Do it for our country. Because if we don't stand up, no one will. And don't come alone. Have the courage to invite a friend, to challenge a friend. And if your sons or grandsons are in high school, bring them with you, because they're invited as well. It's hard to be a parent in every age. It's particularly hard today. And there's no foolproof plan for any parents to raise their children in such a way that those children uh, embrace the faith and live the faith because everyone has free will. But one of the single greatest determining factors on whether or not a child will grow up and stay in the church is the religious influence of the father. Now, some people might say, well, that's not fair. Well... Sometimes life isn't fair. Because as pious and devout and holy and good as a mother could potentially be in trying to pass on the faith to her child, if dad doesn't care, there's a good chance that the kids won't care either. Because it takes both parents to give that witness of the faith. And so men, you have an obligation and a responsibility before God to witness your faith to your children. And one of the ways that you can do that is by bringing them to this conference and showing them that it's important to you. And I realize some of you may have legitimate conflicts. Fair enough. But don't make excuses. Don't be lazy and unwilling to make the effort. Don't be cowardly and afraid of going outside your comfort zone and doing something you've never done before. And don't be arrogant thinking that you don't need it because you do, we all do. And so let's be brothers in Christ. Let's support one another and encourage one another beginning with this conference and watch what Christ can do through us. Okay, ladies. Obviously, I can't quite speak with the same uh, personal experience to all of you. But in no less of a way, today in our society, there is a crisis of authentic femininity, of what St. John Paul II called the feminine genius. Our culture is very confused about what it means to be a woman, about the, the particular dignity and beauty of womanhood. And the only way that's going to change is if you, as Christian women, women of God, stand up and give a witness 
to who God created you to be. And I can't give you a lot of advice on what that looks like, but you're in luck because in five weeks, the diocese is hosting a conference for women in which women from across the diocese will come together to support and encourage and challenge one another. Because you, no less than the men, can't do this by yourselves. You need to come together as sisters in Christ to provide this witness to the world. And so go. God created us as male and female. And he calls us to be saints as male and female, to embrace the authentic image of God within us, masculine and feminine. And our culture is so confused about what that means. And it's our responsibility to show them to be holy, to be saints, to change the world for Christ. And in spite of our limitations, in spite of our brokenness and our faults, all the ways in which you might feel inadequate to this challenge, the grace of God is all that you need. It is sufficient in all things. And it is offered to us in Christ in abundance.